return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Isaac DeFour coming to minister, so let's welcome him as he comes. Amen. Amen. Shall we bow our heads for a word of prayer? We give you praise once again, our most high God. For you are God and there is none like thee. We worship you and exalt you. We are highly indebted to you for our lives. Had it not been you in our lives, Lord, where would we be? Tonight we are blessed. Tonight we are alive. Tonight we are seated in your presence because you made it possible. We worship you and we bless you. We pray that you speak to us in a special way tonight. Let our lives be impacted. Let us be blessed. May we live here victorious. Through it all, all glory and honor will be given to you. We bless your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we bless God for tonight. And I'd like to thank Pastor Dave and Mama Jeannie, Pastor Randin, leadership of the church, for giving us opportunities to minister the word of God. We don't take it for granted. Amen. Um, so today we... When, when I came to church and I received this um, bulletin, I, was, I had already prepared this message the night before. So when I read the bottom part of the brochure, I read, We continue to hear wonderful testimonies each week of answered prayer. Glory to God. He is greater than any mountain that you may face. So put any mountain in yeah, in inverted commas. And it's like, oh, God knew that today we'll be talking about what is your mountain. So I believe that God is in his church. You know, the spirit of God is really working. So tonight we'll talk about what is your mountain. And we'll read our scripture from Mark 11, verse 22 to 24. Have faith in God, Jesus answered. Truly I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, go, throw yourself into the sea, and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Amen. Yeah, so this is Jesus Christ, you know, you know talking to his disciples. The Bible says that he, he was passing through Bedford, and he was very hungry. You know, Jesus is God, and he's also man, and... So it's not bad to be hungry. Jesus himself was hungry. <laughs> Amen. And he wanted some food. So he saw a fig tree and he wanted to like partake of its fruit. And when he got closer, he realized that there were no fruits you know, on the fig tree. Because it was not seasoned for fruit bearing. And he, he cursed the tree. You know, and the day after, they were passing by and then they looked at the tree again. And Peter realized that what Jesus said had materialized. Because the tree had withered out. Okay. And then Jesus was trying to tell him that, you know, you should always have faith in God. You know, and always have that belief that everything you pray about, God hears. He listens. He's a prayer answering God. Okay. So tonight I just want to encourage you that God is a prayer answering God. 
if you have any burden, any mountain, any challenge, any difficulty, you can trust God to come through for you because he answers and hears our prayers. All you need to do is to have faith in him. Amen. So, you know, growing, I believe that we have so many, like, aged people in this, in this church who have gone through so many phases in their lives, experiencing all, you know, some are 17, they are 70s, some are in their 80s. You know, the young ones like us are also coming. But I believe that from your experience, you can bear, you know, witness that life is full of cycles. You know, life is full of seasons. There are good times and there are bad times. And when you read Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 1 to 8, Bible talks about a list of the things that happen under the sun. You know, just opposing the positive and then the negative. There is time for everything and there is and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born, time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot, a time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down, a time to build, a time to weep, a time to laugh, a time to mourn, a time to dance, time to scatter stones, a time to gather them, a time to embrace, a time to refrain from embracing. So the list goes on and goes on and goes on. There is, you know, life is full of cycles. And there is always, you know, different seasons in life. And there are bad times, there are challenging times, there are difficult times in our lives. And most often, Bible uses mountains, you know, to symbolize the challenges and the difficulties, the, 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 the burdens and then the oppositions in our lives. Sometimes Bible uses, you know, mountains to typify these challenges. So in the book of Zechariah, chapter 4, verse 7, Bible talks about a man called Zerubbabel. And this Zerubbabel is known to be the governor of Judah, you know, at a time when the people of Israel were taken into captivity. And the Bible says that he was the first person to lead, he was the one to lead the first group of people from Babylon, you know, to start building the temple. And they faced a lot of oppositions. They faced a lot of, you know, um, attacks from all sides to prevent them from building the temple. And the Bible says something. He says that, what are you, O great mountains? When you read that of, of obstacles, you know, before Zerubbabel, you shall become like a plain. You shall become like a flat ground. So this, this talks about mountains of oppositions, mountains of, you know, inhibitions. And, and these mountains or these challenges, these difficulties we face in our lives are all things that are engineered by the enemy. They are things that the devil actually throws at us. They are things that the devil brings, you know, our way. He brings it as mountains, you know, to block us from attaining the vision and the plans and the purposes God has in store for us. So the goal of the enemy is that he will put, you, you put a mountain in front of you and that he will stifle your progress. He will, he will prevent you from moving forward. He's going to frustrate your life, make your life very miserable, put you in a state of weeping and crying always wondering how your life is going to be until the point in time that you become so frustrated that you lose your faith. That is the goal of the enemy. He comes to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So these mountains are perpetrated by the enemy. But you see, there is good news. On the contrary, God has a different agenda for us. You know, whereas the enemy, you know, brings mountains away to prevent us from, you know, moving forward, God wants us to experience mountaintop, have mountaintop experiences. Hallelujah. The devil will bring a mountain, but God will cause you to experience or have a mountaintop experience. You know, he, he wants us to surmount our mountains. He wants us, you know, to experience the best. Anytime you read the Old Testament, and we are talking about revelations from God, you know, the prophets have to climb the mountains, you know, go there and have an experience. 
They go there and they have fun. They have time with God. They come back from the top of the mountain refreshed. They come back from the top of the mountain enlightened. They come back from the top of the mountain receiving fresh visions and fresh directions from God. And that is what God wants us to experience. Instead of the hardships, instead of the mountains, instead of the difficulties, he wants us to have, you know, mountaintop experiences. Good experiences. And it's my prayer that if you have any mountains, if you have any challenges in your life, may the Lord cause it to turn upside down. And may the Lord cause you to experience blessings, even in the name of Jesus. You see one mountaintop experience in the book of Matthew chapter 17. You know, verse 1 to 4. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, the brother of James, and led them up high mountain. Led them up a high mountain by themselves. There he was transfigured before them. His face shone like the sun, and his clothes became as white as the light. Just then, there appeared before them Moses and Elijah, talking with Jesus. Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good for us to be here. If you wish, I will put up three shelters, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. So this is one, one mountaintop experience where, you know, the disciples saw the extraordinary. The disciples saw the supernatural. Where the, the, you know, they saw the prophets of old. They saw Jesus in his radiance. It was, it was a wonderful sight to see. They actually, you know, relished and loved that mountaintop experience to the point that Peter and John and co, they didn't even want to, you know, come down from the mountains. They wanted to make shelters up there and continue to enjoy, you know, the mountaintop experiences. So, 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 so that is where God wants us to be. It is my prayer that if you are facing any, any mountains of opposition, it may be in your health, it may be in your finances, it may be a challenging situation you have been praying about for far too long, it may be any burden that looks so difficult and you've tried with all your might and your strength and you have seen no solutions. It is my prayer that God will turn upside down these mountains and God will give you a best experience, experience that you have never experienced before and bring forth supernatural joy. It is the will of God that we enjoy, you know, have good experiences. So in the book of Habakkuk, the Bible says that the sovereign Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the feet of the hind or the deer and enables me to walk in my high places. He gives us the grace to surmount our mountains and walk in high places. This is my prayer for you tonight. That instead of the mountains, may the Lord cause you to be strengthened to overcome these mountains, even in the name of Jesus. So, we should have that in our, in the back of our, at the back of our minds that God desires our well-being. You know, in the past, people believed that Christianity or worshipping God means that you should be a mediocre. You, you should be, you know, you know it, yeah, maybe not here in the U.S., but in, in other places, you behaving in a particular way, you know, talks about your spirituality and how, how, how close you are to God. But that is not what God wants us to experience. He wants us to enjoy his blessings. He wants us to enjoy great things from him. You know, and through Jesus Christ, God wants to bless us in every situation. He wants to meet every need of ours. He wants to take away every obstacles, every mountains. In the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 19, the Bible says something. He said that, and my God will meet all your needs according to the riches of his glory in Christ Jesus. He does not want us to live in lack. He wants us to live in abundance. These are the promises and the blessings of God for us. When you read the book of Psalm 23, the first verse says that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. So God desires the best for us. God wants us, you know, to enjoy good things and bless things, you know. And I like something in the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8. 
He said that, and God is able to bless you abundantly. So that in all things, not leaving anything out, in all things, at all times, having all you need, you will abound in every good work. And that is the plan of God for us. You know, he said that he, he, he called us you know, far before time. And he has called us to do good works. And, and for us to be able to accomplish these good works, for us not to be distracted, for us not you know, to, to, to lose out in fulfilling his purposes and the good things he wants us to do, the things he wants to bring our way is that he wants to bless us abundantly. So that in all times, you know, at all times, in all things, having all we need, we'll be able to what, do the good works he has planned for us. So these are the plans and the purposes of God for us. So, so God wants to meet every need of ours, our physical needs, our spiritual needs, our, our, our personal needs, our social needs. He wants us to enjoy. And that is why in the book of 3 John 1, 2, he says that, I wish above all things that you will prosper and you know, be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So I'm just talking about instead of mountains that the enemy brings, what God wants us to experience. That mountaintop, of, that mountaintop experience to prosper us, to cause us to walk in great health, you know, to cause us to enjoy his blessings in abundance. So on the contrary, the enemy wants to bring you know, mountains. But you see, Jesus gave us an antidote. He gave us a solution you know, to turning around all these mountains in our lives. And that was what we read in the book of Mark chapter 11, verse 22. No, Mark eleven twenty two. If you go back there, it said Jesus answered and said to them, "Have faith in God." <laughs> Hallelujah. Have faith in God. Jesus answered, "Have faith in God." Truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, "Go, throw yourself into the sea," and does not doubt in their heart, but believes that what they say will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. So the first thing that God wants us to do in the face of anxiety, in the face of you know, the mountains, in the face of the difficulties and the challenges that we, we have in our lives, is that we have faith in God. You know, having faith in God. So the key term is not just having faith, but having faith in God. You know, we are royal priesthoods. You know, God has made us pre- royal priesthoods. So for us, we have self-confidence. For us, we, we, are, we are bold, you know. But God wants us to trust in him, to have faith in him, you know. If we rely on our abilities, if we rely on our own strength, we'll be limited. Because we are humans, because we have our weaknesses, right? But if we rely and have faith in God, you know, we are open up to, you know, limitless opportunities to experience the supernatural blessings of God. Because God is not limited. So if you are facing any hurdles, if you are facing any mountains in your life, and you have struggled, you have used your own abilities, you have used your own strength, and it has failed, tonight this is the word of God. Have faith in God. Because he is not limited. He is not limited. Bible says in the book of Psalm 25, verse 3, he says that anyone who puts his trust in God shall not be put to shame. Anybody who has faith in God, no one who trusts in you will ever be disgraced. But disgrace comes upon those who try to deceive others. So anyone who puts his trust in God is never put to shame. So tonight, I just want you to imagine the mountains in your life. You know, what is that burden? What is that challenge? What is that difficulty? 
what, what has become like, you know, a challenge in your life that looks like it is unsurmountable, that looks like it is immovable. What is that problem? What is that thing that you have been praying about for, for far too long? What is it that, you know, always, you know, change your mood? Anytime you are happy, anytime you are, you know, in a state of, you know, joy, that thing that creeps in when it comes into mind, it turns all your, you know, your facial expression around. It, 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 it turns your joy into mourning. That thing you have been trusting God, you know, to take away from your life. That mountain. I just want to tell you that God says that have faith in him. Have faith in him. It may be a health problem. It may be a financial challenge. It may be childbirth issues. It may be anything. It may be personal to you. But have faith in God. Hallelujah. Have faith in God. No, you should have faith in God because he is the one who is able to level mountains. You know, when you read the book of Psalm 97 verse 5, it says that the mountains melt like wax before the presence of the Lord of the earth. Hallelujah. It's, it's just awesome. How can mountains melt like wax? I know candles, you know, melt. You know, I know cheese melts. You know, and I know mountains are moved. You know, but God can actually melt mountains. Hallelujah. So, so, so when, when, you're, when your challenge, you know, encounters God, it has no option than to melt. It has no option than to, you know, be leveled. You know, be leveled to a plain ground. And that is the power of trusting and having faith in God. You know, he melts mountains. So have faith in God and then speak to that mountain in your life. Because when you read the scripture, it says that have faith in God, you know, and tell that mountain to move. You know, declare the word of God to that mountain. Declare the word of God in faith to that problem, to that challenge, to that difficulty. And God will melt that mountains in your life. You know, and sometimes, you know, because of our lack of faith in God, because we try to use our own strength, we use our own strategies, you know, we are overwhelmed by the challenges, we are overwhelmed by the mountains, we are overwhelmed by the difficulties. But there is a solution for us. Have faith in God. You know, one other thing is that we should also fix our eyes on God, you know, and not on the mountain. We should fix our eyes on God and not on the mountains. Most often we look at the magnitude of the problem. We look at how big it is, how challenging it is, how, you know, impossible it can be, you know, taken away. And we doubt the power of the God that we serve, you know. And, 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 and when, 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 when you do that, you, be, you, be, you, be, you begin to be overwhelmed. You are overwhelmed by the situation. And you lose the battle. In the book of Numbers chapter 13, God, there is something in scripture about the spies. You know, Numbers yeah, 13, 31 to 33. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They are stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored divorced those living in it. All the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. The descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes. And we looked the same to them. You know, this, this is a very popular story. You know, God has planned and, you know, promised the people of Israel that he's going to take them to the promised land, a land that flows with milk and honey. You know, and God's word is true. You know, when you look at even if you will not trust in the word of God, just look at what he has done. You know, parting the Red Sea, you know, feeding them in the wilderness day in, day out. 
miraculously, not because they were planting foods in the wilderness. God was, you know, causing miracles to happen. They go to places where the water is bitter and God is able to change the, the bitter water to sweet water miraculously for them to drink. You know, whatever they need, God is able to provide in a miraculous way. You know, that alone should give them hope, faith and trust in God. You know, and, and, and God has brought them as far as from Egypt and they are actually now close to the promised land. You know, conquering nations. There were times that even nations wanted to curse them so they can destroy them. They go and then they hire mercenary priests to come and then invoke curses on them. And instead of the curses, it turns to blessings. Because of how God loved them and how God, you know, cherished them. And God wanted to fulfill his plans in their lives. But just when they were almost close, you know, and God wanted to give them a sight of what he has promised them, they began to doubt God. And this was the report, eight of them, you know, presented before the people of Israel that, yes, whatever God said is true. You know, the land is indeed blessed. But there is a challenge, there is a problem. There are mountains in that land. And they began to say so many things. First, they began to say that the people are stronger than we are. You know, the people are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there. You know the Nephilims. These are like giants of old. These I was, I was reading somewhere and I, I read that they are like hybrid humans. They were formed between like the fallen angels and humans. And, and, and they were so tall. And I think they are about 300 cubits. About one, 140 meters tall. Some of them could be like 140 meters tall. You know. And, and how can you wage war against such people? You know, what they saw was what they said. You know, they looked at the challenge. They looked at the problem. They, 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 their eyes were not fixed on the power of their God. Their eyes were actually fixed on the mountain, on the difficulty, on the challenge. You know, and they demeaned themselves before these people. They said that we are like grasshoppers. You know, because when we look at their stature, when we look at their, these nephilims, you know, their reputation, there is no way we can fight against demigods. That was what they were saying. But they had forgotten that they had the powerful God on their side. You know, they were looking at the challenge. They were looking at the difficulty. And that is how we behave even in our modern and contemporary times. That sometimes when we face mountains, sometimes when we receive a bad doctor's report, you are diagnosed of cancer. Everybody knows what cancer is and what cancer can do. It's a terminal disease. You, most people, the survival rate is, is, is very low, you know. The, the mortality rate is very high. Its pathogenesis is still not fully understood. You know, they are, they are, you know cancer is, is, is one of the disease areas, like as a scientist, when you delve into or when you go into, you can always have funds because it is a difficult disease. And wealth and nations and, and, and governments are trying to pump in money to do so many research into cancer to, you know, cure this disease. You know, it is very challenging. So when, when, when you are hit with such a report, you begin to look at the reputation of cancer. You begin to look at how deadly it is. It is. You begin to look at how, how this person didn't survive out of it. You begin to look at the symptoms people you know, face and have when they have this disease. When you gaze your eyes on, 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 on the mountain, when you gaze your eyes on, on, on the challenge, on that difficulty, that alone weighs you down. That alone puts you in a state of defeat. You know, you remember when Peter was beckoned by Jesus Christ to come to him on the, on the sea. 
and how he was like, you know, approaching and walking and was, you know, I'm sure apart from Jesus Christ, he was the first um, human to walk on the waters. That's a record. But he broke that record by looking at the storms. He broke that record by looking at, you know, the challenge and was not looking at the Jesus who was calling him. And the Bible says that as he looked and gazed at the storm, he began to sink. And any time we look at the challenge, we look at the burden, we look at the difficulty, we begin to sink. And that was what the people of Israel did. The Bible said that, and they were saying all these bad reports because of the mountains they saw. The Bible said that that night they cried and they wept all night. They, they, they started blaming Moses. Why have you brought us all this way for us, you know, to be destroyed? You know, when they were enjoying the manna, they didn't complain. When they were enjoying the sweet waters, they didn't complain. You know, but in the face of adversity and challenge, they began to complain because their eyes was not fixed on their God. But the God they said, their eyes were fixed on the mountain. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and it's a problem. But I thank God that there were two people who had a different report. In the book of Numbers chapter 14, Bible talks about a man called Caleb and then Joshua. Bible says that Joshua, the son of Nun and Caleb, son of Jephunneh, who were among those who had explored the land, tore their clothes and said to the entire Israel, Israelite assembly, the land we passed through and explored is exceedingly good. If the Lord is pleased with us. So their trust was actually in God. They believed and had faith in God. So if the Lord is pleased with us, he will lead us into that land. A land flowing with milk and honey. And will give it to us. They began, they began to speak positive. They began to confess the positive. Only do not rebel against the Lord. And do not be afraid of the people of the land, because we will devour them. Hallelujah. You know, tell that sickness that by the power of God it shall flee. Tell that pain that by the power of God it shall go away. Tell that difficulty, that challenge that by the power of God, positive confession from the word of God, having faith in God, it shall be leveled. You know, so, so they spoke positively. He said that those people you are talking about, who you think are big, who you think are mountains, their protection is gone. But the Lord is with us. Do not be afraid of them. So, 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 so Caleb and, 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 and Joshua, you know, had faith in God. And they began to confess the positive. So whatever they did aligns with what Jesus Christ told Peter and the disciples. He said that in the face of adversity, have faith in God, you know, and then you can tell that mountain that it should move into the sea. And if you believe, that prayer will be answered. So tonight, it is about encouraging and exhorting and, you know, repositioning us to the purposes and the plans of God for us. That it doesn't matter the mountain you are facing. It might have persisted for long. But have faith in God. And be positive. And, and declare the word of God. Because Jesus has said that when you believe, when you have faith and you declare, it shall be established. I don't know what you are going through tonight. You may be watching me via Facebook. You may be listening wherever you are. I don't know the problem you are facing. I don't know the pain you are going through. I don't know what you know, has taken away your joy. I don't know that mountain that is persisting in your life. But one thing I do know is that I trust in the word of God. That whatever the word of God says is authentic and it's very true. And Jesus is saying that when you have a mountain, have faith in God. Speak to that mountain with faith. Declare it 
and it shall be established. You know, when God, when, 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 when Ezekiel was placed, you know, in the valley of dry bones, you know, it's, it's it bones that is also dry. And God is asking him that, can these come to life, you know? He said that only you know God. It means that there is nothing impossible for God. It means that there is no mountain that is, even the highest mountain has been climbed by, by, by mere men, right? People, people even go to the moon. So how more are God, the, the, the creator of all things? So there is nothing bigger, there is nothing difficult, there is nothing challenging to God, you know. And his word is always true. So tonight, if you are sick, by the power of the word of God, and by faith in God, it is my prayer that may that sickness flee in the name of Jesus. If you are having any challenge, if you are having any problem, by the word of God, which comes not void, but comes to accomplish the purposes for which it is sent. May the Lord come true in that situation you are facing. Because that is the word of God. So tonight, God wants to cause us to have mountaintop experiences. In, 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 even though mountains are before us, he's given us enough grace through his word to surmount these mountains. And when the enemy wants to ridicule us with these mountains, we shall stand on top and ridicule the enemy. Even through the word of God. So, have faith in God. Declare the word of God. Because the word of God is very true. So, we are leaving this place empowered with the word of God that whatever we are facing shall flee. Because God is visiting us through his word. This is the word of God for us tonight. That that mountain you are facing can be leveled. Because we serve a God who is able to melt mountains. Just believe and trust in his word. So, may the Lord bless his word tonight. And may he cause us to live here victorious. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. The Lord bless you all. Amen. I just want us to close our eyes briefly and just begin to thank God for his word. Briefly just thank God for his word. Just honor him and exalt him. Just begin to glorify God. Just begin to glorify God even in the name of Jesus. Riko Satalibianda da Basiandaha in the name of Jesus. Likura da Basianda da Bashada da Ba. Rosian de Libicatosiandaha. Finally, I just want you to pray and hold God by His word. He said that we should have faith in Him. And if there is any persistent mountain, when we have faith in God, we can tell that mountain to move into the seas. I just want you to begin to speak to every situation that is unpleasant in your life. Just begin to speak the word of God to that situation. Begin to speak the word of God to that mountain. Begin to tell, tell that mountain to move. Begin to tell that mountain with faith in God. By the power of the Holy Spirit. Begin to tell that situation to flee. You are telling God that before you step foot out of this premise. That you are living here victorious. You are living here you know, fulfilled. You are living here set free. You are living here with your mountains leveled. Begin to pray according to the word of God. Begin to hold God by his word. And begin to confess the positive. Even in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the victory, Lord. Thank you that we are victorious, Lord. We give you glory, Lord. We give you glory. You are worthy, Lord. Thank you for leveling mountains, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Thank you for giving us mountaintop experiences. We worship you, Lord, and we give you glory for the victory we have in you. Thank you, Jesus. Even in Jesus' name. Amen. And God bless us all.
Amen. If you need prayer, Thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife at brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., Also, Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.